The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk and Built by Nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and Facebook. And get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show in which my producer is making a face, and I, I, oh, I don't know. My name is Greg Tupper. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, which is honestly a miracle that this show is on the air today, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. It's been a morning. Uh, I am sitting here, sitting over there, celebrating his 46th birthday today. Happy birthday to Adam Scott. Sure. Okay. So I'm going to need help from the Facebook crowd. And I'm, Ooh, sure, that I'm, really? sh- I'm sure they'll be happy to help me. Um, uh, no, they oh, will. No, okay. they will. It's fine. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, no, they're helping you. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. If, they want, if you were saying, we need somebody to help Greg, no. it would be Ghost Town. So live stream, like, just completely redid the software and so i've been frantically trying to restore all the settings from the previous show for like the last half hour hour more closer to an hour anyway i love you all on facebook if you can tell me if anything seems off please do i tried to like the biggest issue is always volume and i've tried to like ramp the volume up beyond measure however i don't know if that's the case but what i would like to see my god look at this now what uh, you can't see i can't see it but this is hilarious. So, is it hilarious? Well, I'm going to put this one up because we'll know who it is. I, the bugs are not perfect on this yet. It, they have mm. not been worked out. However, I am putting this on the screen because, whoa, we can now put your Facebook comments on here. Oh this is obviously God. from Rob Hadaway who's saying Ola from Southlake. Oh, I, my God. The bugs are not completely out. But from now on, we should be able to uh, post questions up on the. Okay. Yeah. That's not, so that's fun. That's not bad. I don't have to like sit over here and dig through notes the whole time. So, on um, on one side of the ledger, right. we have that you can post Facebook comments right. on the screen. Right. On the other side of the ledger, yeah. we have that the entire system has melted into a puddle of goo. Yeah. I guess we'll see. So I'd say a push. Yeah, either way, first four through the door, Josh Chappa, Phil Vaney, Ed McElroy, and Matt McSpadden. What's up, guys? Uh, like I said, again, if there are any issues, just ping me in the comments. Let me know what you think, uh, and we'll just try to not burn the show down today. Today is Wednesday, a monumental episode today. Today's Wednesday, April 3rd, 2019. 239 days until Thanksgiving. We're almost there, guys. Episode 735. 735, Ramon Vasquez's OPS in his illustrious Texas Rangers career. The claim to fame for Ramon Vasquez Mm -hmm. is he was one of the stars of that 30-3 game against Baltimore. He went 4-for-6 with two three-run homers and seven RBIs in that game. Back in 2007, which is now almost 12 years old. So The one thing I'll say I noticed, by the way, I'm a, it's a miracle I remember that it was 735 with everything going on. That's I, I don't really get good. it right when nothing's going on. Yeah, I was going to say. So that's, that's Boring good. shows you get the I will. Wrong. The one thing I'll say so far is the picture looks a lot better. 
is it because like my camera's not working uh, no i just think like uh, it's more reactive so that's i don't know if that's okay. good or bad all right i don't know maybe the pixels were helping distort our ugliness i don't know hmm. either yeah. way either way apologies or you're welcome i don't yeah. i don't know meanwhile everyone on the podcast is like guys nothing has changed just nothing go. has changed yeah. you sound terrible still yeah. on today's show guys we got this week in recruiting we will get into the nitty-gritty of recruiting around the lone star state with our recruiting analyst greg powers with next little athlete in the back half of the show uh, our never-ending series of texas high school football regional <laughs> recaps is almost over almost over. We have, we're yeah. gonna finish it up tomorrow <laughs> Today, Houston, the Houston, Texas High School Football Year in Review here on this April 3rd. So, things are going great. But first, I'm Greg Tepper. That's Greg Powers. And this is This Week in Cruton. Powers is here. We're here for our annual visit uh, this week in recruiting. Follow Greg Powers on Twitter at GPower79. And, of course, he works for Next Level Athlete, our proud well, no, we're proud to partner with Next Level Athlete. I don't know if that is mutual, especially have you seen this Certainly show? Certainly it is. Have you seen this show? Greg Powers, uh, Next Level Athlete, Next Level D1 on Twitter. Give him a follow there. A lot to get to here, Powers, to, uh, in your weekly recruiting dump, which is on TexasFootball.com. We've got a couple of things, I think, on the site that we call dumps, which... I guess I don't know. <laughs> Should we change it to the notebook? I don't know. I don't know. I think I, I like, like the dump. I like the dump. I think it's good. Let's start with our prospect on the rise. And this is a guy that we've known about basically since his team started winning big. He was he kind of came on the the scene as a sophomore, not for the school that he's playing for now. He was a star basketball player at West Texas. Transfers to Groover. We're talking about Jalen Conyers, the do-it-all athlete for Groover. This kid is in many ways, because he plays at the two-way level, he's such a walking mismatch at 6'4", He's a talented basketball player, but he's got some football skills as well. Well, and I think that's what kept him maybe a little bit under the radar as far as football recruiting is concerned is that his ability on the hardwood was mm -hmm. so apparent. You know, he had his team poised this year to – I mean, they were in the midst of making mm -hmm. a state championship run and um, had a really good season. You know, he's a guy that can uh, – sky high and slam mm -hmm. it down and has some highlight worthy plays on the hardwood but now colleges in the football recruiting world are really taking notice of him and i think a big question is is really what position could yeah. fit him best because i have no idea i mean i do this for a living i've done this for 15 years i watched jalen conyers tape and i feel like he could do a myriad of, of things he's playing db and wide receiver for a grouper he could be in many ways kind of that almost that big slot, you know. He could be the, the right. kind of tight end, kind of the stand-up tight end. Uh, probably not an inline tight end, but he could also play defensive end. I mean, this is right. a guy who feels like he could play anywhere, and I think people are starting to notice that versatility. It was a big week of offers Huge. for, for Jalen Conyers. The word is out on Mr. Conyers. It's over. Everybody knows about him now. Texas A&M, Georgia, Oregon, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Michigan, Baylor, LSU, Arizona State, and Tulsa. This week. This week. It was a good – he got a lot of mail is what right. you're saying. A lot, a lot of mail. Of, at a the lot Conyers of attention. Office. I would say his Twitter blew up. Yes, I would say so. This is a guy who, again, was a big reason why Groover was able to make it to their first state championship game and a guy who I think is, is only going to continue to rise up prospect ranks. Once you get noticed like this, people are going to start to notice your film, and, and I imagine you're going to hear more about Groover athlete Jalen Conyers. Uh, cool to see a, a small school kid here. You know, we focus so much on 
6A and 5A yep. because that, they produce the majority of the prospects, mainly because there's more prospects there. Exactly. But I will also say that here's a 2A kid, and if you can play, this is proof that it doesn't matter what level of football you're playing. If you can play in Texas, you're going to get noticed. They will find you. And yes. I think this is a, a, a good caveat to throw out right here is the recruiting timeline. A lot of people feel like, you know, if I'm heading into right now and I'm going to be a senior next year and I don't have offers, I'm really behind. But the evaluation period hasn't even began yet for colleges for the 2020 cycle. Right. So don't hit the panic button yet, guys. I mean, if you're out there and you feel like school should be extending you an offer, even if you're a coach at a, uh, a high school and you feel like some of your prospects are still flying under the radar, it's not time to panic yet because all these colleges will be uh, dumping into Texas beginning April 15th. They certainly will. Let's get to our commit of the week. We're going down to Austin for this one as Austin picks up a commitment, or rather Austin, University of Texas picks up a commitment from 2020 running back Jaden Hullaby out of Dallas Bishop Dunn. Another kind of prospect factory, private school in the DFW Metroplex. He had a, a, a lot of offers. He decides to land with the Longhorns, a kid who ran for almost 1,200 yards and 11 touchdowns for Bishop Dunn last year, and a guy who certainly passes the eyeball test, I would say. And it's a good start for their recruiting class as far as running back is concerned. I know there's been some talk about Hollowby possibly being an H-back, fullback, uh, tight end type of player <laughs> within their offense, but they missed out on a, a couple of key targets at the running back position down the recruiting home stretch last year in Noah Kane, Trey Sanders, both from IMG Academy. Um, and this is a good start for them because he adds depth. He's a versatile player. He's a great blocker. Uh, rushed for over 1,000 yards and helped lead his team to a state championship game. And I think that his consistency within that offense was a big mm -hmm. reason why the Falcons were able to go on that run. Yeah, they go 11-3 and three on the year. The one thing I'll say I think it's important to note, and this is not a knock on him, this does not strike me as the every down back. This is a guy who you are, as an H-back more, a more physical guy, short yards guy, a third down guy. The, if you're going to have a thunder and lightning combination, he would be the thunder there. And what's really cool about him is we talked about this over the last few weeks about running backs who can also be great pass catchers. He had 392 receiving yards last year, caught five touchdown passes. So pretty versatile mm -hmm. guy. I mean, um, Lil Jordan Humphrey was a guy who played running back in high school who made the transition to a different position once he arrived at Texas. Mm -hmm. I'm not calling that for Hollowby. We rate him as a running back, uh, but there has been some talk that he can do some different things within that offense. We're talking with Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete here on Texas Football Today. Get involved with the conversation in the hashtag TF Today. All right, well, we're going to kind of drop back down to the small schools. Get down to 4A, I believe. Is it 4A? Yep. Yeah, 4A. Godly for our underclassman of the week it's 2021 wide receiver brendan hawkins another kid certainly if you're into measurables this guy certainly has it standing yep. six foot three at the wide receiver position is going to stand out caught 34 passes for 737 yards and eight touchdowns the leading receiver for this team just as a sophomore only getting better and it seems like starting to pick up a little bit of momentum in the recruiting game picked up texas tech as first in-state power five offers first in-state offer regardless of classification. So that's a good one to start with because mm -hmm. Texas Tech knows how to get the wide receivers the football. Uh, he's also been offered by Illinois State and Kansas so far. Uh, TCU shown some, him some interest, has not pulled the trigger on an offer. And those really, he told me, that were the, the four main schools who have been recruiting him so far. So the word is just now starting to get out on Brennan Hawkins. And I think even um, kind of watching him go through the, the skills clinic this weekend – 
he's a guy who doesn't really know how good he can be yet. You know, mm-hmm. he's just starting to scratch the surface of his potential as a player, and he's starting to figure out, you know, if I really make a serious run at this, I can be an elite national recruit. And at 6'3", 185 pounds, looking the way he does with the frame that he has, it would be no surprise to see one year from now we're talking about Brendan Hawkins having 20 offers. Well, and it's really interesting because he comes from a godly program. You talk about kids who need to go to these camps to get noticed. Right. A godly, this is a run-first offense. This is an, an offense that is essentially about 75-25 run. Uh, he caught 34 passes, uh, which is literally half of all the passes that were caught right. by Godley last year. <laughs> this is not an offense that, that lights it up through the air. And so you talk about these camps like the Sky's the Limit camp. There are This is an, an example of a kid who's going to benefit and get more notice there. As opposed to a wide receiver, right. if, you're in, if, you're, if you're hauling in 80, 90 catches a game, 89 catches a year, people are going to notice just based on your stats. This is a guy who probably needs to go and get in front of recruiters and say, hey, come pay attention to me. I can play a little bit of ball. And Godley's not necessarily on the beaten path, so to speak, yes. as far as recruiting visits are concerned. So it's good to have the opportunity to see him in person to really put um, – the to verify the size, mm-hmm. number one, the skills, and then put that in comparison to what he's doing on tape, which was pretty good. His tape is pretty good. Yeah. Um, so Brennan Hawkins, I think, is a guy who is just now starting to take off, we'll say, in the recruiting trail. But a lot of people are going to know that name one year from now. Finally, we're wrapping it up with our Recruit of the Week, a name that people in the DFW Metroplex know pretty Pay better. well, I would say. Arlington 2020 athlete Jahari Rogers. We're saying athlete. This is a kid who's playing quarterback for Arlington and – Playing might not be a strong enough word. He is dominating <laughs> at the quarterback position. He was a big reason why Arlington had such a special year in 2018, heading into his senior year. And he's named his top eight. He's got eight. He's got a ton of offers. He's narrowed it down to eight for for Jahari Rogers. And that top eight was Arkansas, LSU, Georgia Tech, Florida, Miami, Oklahoma, TCU, and Texas. The last two on that list being in state, TCU, and Texas. Um, there's probably a little bit of a debate on what position fits Jahari Rogers best on the next level. I personally like him as a defensive back. Mm-hmm. I think those guys are harder to find. He's a, a, an aggressive defensive back um, on the camp scene and, the, and playing at some on seven on seven. We've got to see him there. Uh, and he's able to compete with the elite wide receivers. He does have, like all high school prospects, to have to sure up his game sure. once he gets to the next level because he is spending all of his time playing quarterback for the Colts. Let me ask a dumb question. Okay, okay this is a guy... We'll see how dumb it is. Yeah, this is a guy who... And, and I, I hope there are people who also think this, so I'm not alone in being dumb. This is a guy who's been tremendous as a quarterback. Yep. Why? What about him makes you think this is a guy as a defensive back at the next level as opposed to a quarterback at the next level? Well, f- first off... His size at six foot, mm-hmm. 175 pounds, it's tough to find those guys with that size and the ability to move in the defensive backfield. Mm-hmm. So I would say, to me, why I would project him as a defensive back is because I can find a wide receiver that's six foot 175, mm-hmm. and I can find a quarterback probably who can throw the ball a little bit better than him mm-hmm. that's bigger and taller. Um, but he's an elite player with the football in his hands as a runner. Um, but I just think that I would say his relative upside is better for me personally. Right. I could be wrong. He could go to any of these schools and play quarterback or wide receiver, and I could have egg on my face. But me, as I projected, I would say DB. That's interesting. So, so basically you're looking at the skill set and saying, where can we best deploy what you do well? Right. And you think that the defensive back position is where he, he best projects. Well, and I also think a guy like uh, Jahari Rogers has to think seriously about 
how can I push my game forward and make it to the NFL one day? Mm. I mean, I know that that's the dream of all of these great high school players who have all these offers. They want to play in the league. Mm -hmm. And I think that you have to really con seriously consider that as you pick a school and decide what position fits you best on the next level. I mean, I'm not saying that each one of these schools has offered him necessarily as defensive back that's on his top eight. Um, but he has to make that decision. If some of them sure. have offered him at wide receiver and some of them had offered him at DB, some may have offered him as an athlete where we will rate him. We'll rate him as an athlete because we really don't know, right? right. That's the cop-out is the yeah. athlete position. Um, but he has to make that decision you know, going forward and put himself in a position where he can ex advance his skill set. Interesting. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch Jahari Rogers as a senior as well. It's Greg Powers, the next little athlete. we got big stuff coming on the site too. I think did we decide it's going to be sometime next week? Probably like next week. Hopefully, got something, some big recruiting stuff coming down on the. We site. keep alluding to this. I know each and every week it keeps getting pushed back a little bit more and more. Wow. But uh, the, the tools are going to be pretty fun for the users at Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and uh, I think all the players and coaches that come around the site are really going to enjoy. I it. think it's going to be pretty fun. He's Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete. Follow him on Twitter at gpower79, and follow Next Level Athlete on Twitter at nextleveld1. Powers, appreciate it. Let's do it again next Let's week. Do it. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. I want to invite you to check out TexasFootball.com to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. That is our subscription package. You get two magazines, the 2019 Summer Edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, mailed directly to you, the 400-page magazine, which comes out in June. It will be in your mailbox before it hits newsstands, so you get that. You also get the 2019 Recruiting Edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, profiling more than 400 prospects around the state. Uh, that will be, let's see, that comes out in December, so that's going to start with the class of 2020 and go all the way to the class of 2023, which will make you feel very old. You get that. You also get a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com. We alluded to it. We've got a big recruiting thing coming, hmm. and a lot of that is going to be great stuff for insiders. So you want to make sure you check that out. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider today. It's nineteen ninety five for the first year. Nineteen ninety five makes a great gift as well to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Go to TexasFootball.com slash insider. How are we doing technically? Eh, we're still here. Man, I wake up every morning and say that. Yep. What else can you do, man? Let's continue our series, our never-ending series, of regional recaps. We've reached the second largest region, which is the Houston region, the greater Houston region. Let's start with the big picture. The big picture is that overall, in the end, when you talk about Houston, there's really only one measuring stick. And that measuring stick is, did Houston have a better year than DFW? <laughs> that's basically it. If you talk to people down in Houston, that's what they'll say. They say, was Houston better than DFW in 2018? They did not win as many championships. I will say that. But I think there's actually a decent argument that it was deeper in the Houston area than it was in the DFW Metroplex. I think that you look at the, the teams and, and as well as they... I think part of it is that they just have to beat up on each other so much. For example, if you look at our computer rankings, there is a thought that Katie's actually the second best team in 6A. And they ended up losing in the regional semifinal to Galena Park North Shore. Now, Duncanville certainly has something to say about that. But 
I think there's an argument to be say to say that two of the top three teams in Class 6A in 2018 were from the Houston area in North Shore and Katy. That's not to mention a number of outstanding 5A teams: Shadow Creek, Fort Bend, Marshall, Manville. Add in a team like Angleton. Add in a team like Richmond Foster, New Caney. I think it was a really deep year in 5A. 4A even had a couple of squads. I think that Sealy really impressed me this year. As a result, when you take a look overall at the 2018 year in Houston, no, they did not win as many state championships. But if you want to talk from a depth perspective, like a quality depth perspective, I think there is a reasonable argument to be made that Houston was the best area of high school football in the state this year as far as the depth is concerned. Now, look, in the end, it's about titles. It's about rings. And Houston did not have the most rings. But I will say that I think that Houston had a sensational year, and not to spin forward, but I think 2019 may be even better for Houston. We'll get into that. Let's continue with our regional team of the year. And I don't think there's really any doubt that it's Galena Park North Shore. You know, when we talk about pound, we talk a lot on this show about pound for pound because I think that that's the fair way to judge high school football teams that vary in size from 6,664 students to 13. You have to talk from a pound for pound perspective. And I think inevitably what happens is that we end up talking about smaller schools that are dominant for their area. And I think that if you're talking about teams that are that were pound for pound the best teams in the state, you're probably talking about a team like Newton. You're probably talking about a team like Mart. Those are teams that I think uh, immediately spring to mind as potentially the best pound for pound teams in the state. I think uh, I think both six man state champions have have an argument for that too. But very rare is it that you will have a team from a big school that you can say. Yeah, I think they were the best pound. They were not just the best team, but they were the best pound for pound team in the state. And I think that's what you could say about Galena Park North Shore. I think that, you know, I, I tweeted it during the game, during the North Shore and Duncanville game, and I really mean it, that that's, that might as well be the high school national championship. I will put 2018 North Shore against any high school team in the nation. Really and truly. I think that they, I think they were the best high school football team, not just in Houston. Not just in 6A, not just in the state of Texas. I think they were the best high school football team in the nation in 2018. And I'm happy to field your tweets at Tepper. I'm not on Twitter right now, so I won't read them. But that's what I think. And I think that when you look at the talent that they had and the coaching that they had, that you think about the Herculean effort that Duncanville put in and they came up a play short, that speaks to the quality that is at North Shore in yeah. 2018. I don't think it's a big stretch, and I think you'd probably be safe saying, I would be very comfortable saying North Shore, Duncanville, and Katy. People forget how close those games with North yes. Shore and Katy were. Those three teams are better than any other teams in the country this year. I absolutely agree. I, th- I absolutely agree. Regional surprise of the year, I think it's kind of obvious here too. <laughs> it's yeah. Alvin Shadow Creek. It feels like we've talked about them a lot, but that's because what they did is so remarkable. You just don't see this. The last time that you had a team sniff a state championship in their first varsity season was back in 1982 when Beaumont Westbrook won the state championship. And that was a different situation where, if I remember correctly, that was a consolidation of a couple of schools. This is a brand new school opening and just first varsity year being like, boop, 
We're out of the gate. No big deal. And the thing that strikes me is that this was not a team. They came completely out of left field in the sense that, yes, they're coming from a talent-rich area of the state in Alvin. Manville is proof positive of that. Mm -hmm. But this was not a team that even as a JV team dazzled you. They were 6-4 and in their JV year in 2017. They were average. But they hit, they, they caught the right breaks, and they were a sensationally talented team and a sensationally well-coached team with Brad Butler. And as a result, they were one of the biggest surprises of the season. If it weren't for San Saba, they would have been the biggest surprise of the year. But Alvin Shadow Creek marching all the way to a state championship game in their first varsity season, without a doubt, in my opinion, the Houston Regional Surprise of the Year. Regional Coach of the Year? A lot of different places you can go. When you have this many quality squads, you could certainly pick a number of different things. Uh, I'm going to go with Fort Ben Marshall and James Williams. First and foremost, I think that it's hard to manage expectations Mm -hmm. there, that this is a team that we have been talking up a long time, and folks around the state have been talking up for a long time and and saying this this was the year for Fort Ben Marshall to break through. And sure enough, they met expectations. They got to a state championship game. They end up running to an Alito team that was a runaway freight train. But Fort Ben Marshall making it to that state championship game is awful impressive. When you factor in what they went through during the, not only during the season, Right, because remember, they added a quarterback in Malik Hornsby yeah. in the middle of the year. Yeah, in the middle of the year, and I know what you're saying. You're thinking, well, how is it tough to add one of the most talented quarterbacks in the state? Well, because you've just beaten Manville, you're rolling, and suddenly you have this new guy walking in and taking command of the offense. That's difficult to manage, and then you add in the tragedy that struck them when one of their players was shot and killed in right before the state semifinal. How many teams would have just folded and collapsed at that point? But they managed to push through, win their state semifinal, and make it to their first state championship game. And that is a credit to James Williams and that staff. I don't think he gets enough credit for what he did this year. Yes, they were supremely talented, but I think it took a special coach to be able to put them in that position. And that's why James Williams is my Houston Regional Coach of the Year. Uh, Regional Player of the Year? Again, there's no shortage of superstars down there. I think you could go with DeAndre Glassic Katie. I think you could go with any number of guys at Alvin Shadow Creek. I think you could go with any number of guys, uh, Devonna Chan at, or Malik Hornsby at Fort Penn Marshall. Uh, Manville had a number of outstanding players. Atascacita, Cy Fair, all these guys. To me, it's got to be North Shore quarterback Demetrius Davis. And what's funny is that I, don't, I think there's an argument he's not even the most talented player on his own team Zach Evans or their soon-to-be senior running back is going to be is one of the highest rated prospects in the nation but I think Demetrius Davis was the glue that held all these things together I think this is a guy that if it was Jeff if they only had average quarterback play but they had this sensational running back I think that they are a lot easier to slow down But when you have a quarterback like Demetrius Davis, who is able to help put the team on his back and give them the balance that they so desperately needed, and oh, by the way, throw the game-winning touchdown pass in the state championship game, I think he was, in many ways, the straw that stirred the drink. You can certainly make an argument that Zachary Evans, their running running back, is the better player. I think that's actually fair. But if you're talking most valuable, I wonder if it's not Demetrius Davis, the quarterback for Galena Park North Shore. That's why he's my pick for Regional Player of the Year. Early 2019 look ahead, it's going to be great again. 
Uh, all of these teams that you've come to expect to be really good are going to be great. North Shore has some holes to fill on the front, but they've got one of the most talented skill position groups we've ever seen in the state coming back. Katie is Katie, and Katie's going to reload. Uh, I'm interested to see what they end up doing at the running back spot, but they have a, a four-year starting quarterback in Bronson McClellan coming back, which will be great. Alvin Shadow Creek ain't going anywhere. Four-pin Marshall gets hit by graduation pretty hard, but I figure with Devonna Chan and Malik Hornsby coming back, they're going to be problematic. And it's the usual suspects. Manville, Atascacita, Cy Fair, Angleton, Spring Westfield, Dickinson, the Woodlands, Cy Ranch, Richmond Foster. It is going to be a deep and dangerous year in the Houston area, and I think, once again, it's reasonable to expect that Houston could be the center of the Texas high school football world in 2019. So, that's our Houston area regional recap. We will put a bow on it tomorrow with our DFW regional recap. And now we go to Max Thompson for America's second favorite segment, Final Thoughts. So I don't know why it, it still isn't pulling names and pictures, but that's okay because this is a good trivia question that, I, that is mm -hmm. specifically built for, for you, Mr. Tepper. Oh, no. Hold on to your butts. Okay. Our man Ed McElroy asks, mm -hmm. trivia time, okay. name a town, mm. all caps, mm. with an 11-man state title mm -hmm. that no longer has any high school in its city limits. A town with an 11-man state, uh, state title that no longer has any high school of any kind within the city limits. I am... This has been up for the whole show, and no one has gotten it. I'm coming up empty. I have no idea. I thought you would know this off like right away. This just seemed like one of those weird ones that you would know. 11-man state title. No longer has any high school football in its city limits. No idea. No well, idea. That's fine. Okay. It was a good try. Ed finally got you. Yep. <laughs> I've been got. I got got. <laughs> Um, lots of good comments. Everyone, ever, uh, everyone agrees on all the on all everything we're saying about the Houston teams and and the three teams at the top being uh, better than probably anyone else. In the nation. Yeah, I'm I'm serious. I would yeah. say I think you said it best that between North Shore, Duncanville, and Katy, I'm comfortable putting those three up against any team in the state, or I'm sorry, any team Country. in the nation. Yeah, I, I really yeah. Those, I think that those I think I think 2018 Katy is going to be one of those forgotten incredible teams unfortunately probably yeah that how good they that. were yeah. they but because they end up running into North Shore in the third round somebody's got they, it, you can make an argument if you want to say they're the, the, the third best team Duncanville did not run into the first best team until the state championship game and maybe Allen was fourth or fifth but they didn't run into that team until the they were into that team until a semifinal and they played the best team Katy had to run into North Shore in the third round that's yeah. just that's being born under a bad sign. Yeah. Answer to your question, by the way. The trivia mm -hmm. question answer is Phillips, the company closed. Phillips. The town. Yes, that's right. There you go. Phillips does have a state championship. Yeah. Okay. And that's there you go. That's, that's gonna do it yeah. for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's and of course see us at TexasFootball.com. for Greg Powers and Max Thompson. I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please come get your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today. Mm -hmm.